Greetings to you podcast listeners. Welcome back to the Carry On Cast at Easter Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Brandon here today with Pastor Steve and our fantastic producer. So we're so glad you're joining us. We are uh, in the midst of, so last week was uh, Pentecost Sunday. We celebrated the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then this coming weekend, we're going to talk about it, it's Holy Trinity Sunday. Holy Trinity Sunday, Batman. <laughs> so, I mean, it's actually, it's supposed to be a big festival, but Woo-hoo. we don't really have like Easter egg hunts for it and stuff. Um, We're so tired after Pentecost, we, you know, uh, all the wind's taken out of our sails. Yeah. What? Yeah. See what I did? I Because the, <laughs> the Holy Spirit's like wind. Oh, I get it. Oh, we should be filled with wind. And then yeah. it's ready to go into the fullness of the Trinity. Yes. And we know for a fact some of us are filled with more wind than others. Yes. A mighty wind. And <laughs> so we're we're kind of, we're, the, the narrative lectionary, which we've followed, kind of takes a break for the summer. We put together our own thing. So we're kicking off the our summer time together uh, with. This kind of officially ends the Life in His Name series. This, this is mm. the end of the Life in His Name. <gasps> Name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Pew. Boom. That sounds like a great way to live. Um, I don't know what it means yet, but I'm thinking this podcast will help us figure it out. So we do have our reading for this weekend is from John 16, verses 7 through 15. Um, But first, a little background, because we're jumping back to John. Um, and Pastor Steve and I were just talking, and we should have recorded this for the podcast, but it's actually really fitting for Holy Trinity Sunday because John 16 is in the midst of Jesus's long Minnesotan goodbye. It's his farewell discourse. He's just spending time talking with the disciples, and he's telling them everything he wants them to know before he has to leave. And so it's in the midst of this caring, loving, sometimes frustrating relationship that Jesus makes some promises to the disciples. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's pretty cool. But Pastor Steve, would you do the reading for us? Yeah. Uh, and I want to just add one thing to the context of that. Uh, I, I just heard recently a commentator talking about this text. And um, he, Jesus, the disciples are really worried and they're freaked out because, you know, Judas has just left the table they're starting to get nervous because there's rumblings about Jesus being arrested. And he actually calls them little children. And he's, he's speaking to them like scared little children. And so this whole sermon is like, okay, here's why it's going to be okay. And so these words are, are helpful. He says um, in verse seven, we're jumping right in the middle (laughs) of, uh, this this speech, but he says in verse 7 of chapter 16, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me, about righteousness because I am going to the Father and you will see me no longer, about judgment because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, 
For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> so Absolutely. Well, I have so many questions, but number one is, what? Um, you know, I Seems lo- to be a running theme with you, Pastor Brent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, you know, Jesus is still, still trying to convince them that it's in their best interest that he goes. Yeah. Like, no, no, They're believe like, no, no, no. It's a good no. thing. People are still, you're still trying to convince Easter Lutheran Church of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, Easter, it's in my, your best interest that I go. Yeah, yeah. Then, and everybody's like, no, no, Then, then no. you'll get somebody better and <laughs> something better. And, and yeah, I think, you know, Jesus is having a really hard time making his case to the disciples who have a hard time just with belief in general, but mm-hmm. then to understand that his going away is in their best interest because then they'll get an advocate. What the heck does that mean? Yeah. Okay, advocate, word nerd alert. Here we go. Uh, verse 7, is the English word advocate. First of all, let's just talk about that English word. Okay. Advoke comes from the Latin, huh. meaning to voca is to speak, and ad is for something. So okay. an advocate is a person who speaks for someone else, on behalf of someone else. So if I'm advocating for you, like I might go to the court and plead your case why you should be, you know, or if or if you're looking to get a job, I'm going to advocate for you and speak mm-hmm. on your behalf. That's what an advocate does. That English word is translating the Greek word paraclete, which um, is not the small budgie that you feed bird seed to. <laughs> it is a paraclete, which means uh, it's the Greek word para. Kaleo, which means to call alongside something, to come alongside something. So a paraclete is um, someone who, it's like an advocate, but, it, but it's slightly different because it's not just speaking. A paraclete actually, so my favorite image of a paraclete <laughs> is like from a war movie. Uh, have you ever seen one of those war movies where, like, this, you know, super the, the, the troops come under fire and there's a big puff of smoke and you think they've all been wiped out? And then there's this one soldier who's got another soldier over his shoulder and he's just dragging this limping soldier along, mm. taking him out of fire and out of harm's way. So that soldier is a paraclete, has come alongside the wounded soldier and is half carrying half supporting the soldier to to walk out of that battle. And that I just think that's a beautiful picture of what a paraclete does. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit is coming alongside us in front of us, behind us, within us, under us, in spite of us, <laughs> all of these things. Mm-hmm. And we need that. That, Absolutely. On a moment-by-moment moment basis, we need oh, that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, I love that. And and then this this Holy Spirit that comes is, you know, it's interesting, is going to show us the, prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment, about sin because they do not believe in me. And we remember from John's gospel, sin um, had more to do with unbelief mm-hmm. than it did with kind of like those daily decisions and m- immoral things that we do that harm others. 
uh, even though that counts too. But in John's gospel, it's the, the Holy Spirit is going to um, really, in a sense, open our eyes to believe. And so I think, you know, Luther was pretty big advocate that, well, the faith comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what kind of shows us, convinces us, carries us um, to this belief and understanding in Jesus. But I have to tell you, Pastor Steve, um, how about this? This will be really fun. I'm going to explain the Holy Spirit to you. Okay. Okay. And feel free to interrupt me, you know, if you hear anything that might be wrong. Um, So the Holy Spirit is like, um, it's kind of like water because the Holy Spirit or... Are you talking about the Holy Spirit or are you oh, talking no. about the Trinity? I'm talking about Holy Trinity Sunday. Holy Trinity. Yeah, because yeah. we haven't gotten to Trinity yet. Yeah. No, and we, We've and been we just need been to. talking about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So what what does Trinity mean? Well, we we believe God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right, because that's because because Jesus brings it up here. Yeah. Like the, all three are mentioned in this passage, but never is the word Trinity mentioned. No. Right? What should we do with that? I don't know. Why don't you try to explain it to me? Yeah, yeah, and and too, I mean, I think ask Pastor Megan. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Pastor so, Megan at Easter org. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Holy Trinity, because I think it's really simple to understand. Oh yeah, lay it on me. Um, okay, so it's like it's like water because water can be in three different forms: steam, liquid, or ice as a solid. Right. Oh, that's interesting, but wrong. <laughs> uh, it's 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 good and it's wrong. We were talking about this before we hit record on the podcast. Uh, listen, li- dear listeners of this podcast, I'm going to tell you right now, it is absolutely impossible to explain Trinity. <laughs> I just, just so take the pressure off yourself right now because God is infinite. Mm. And we are finite creatures. Oh, nuts. So can a finite thing actually understand an infinite? No. Can't be done. And so, Pastor Brandon, you just used an excellent metaphor. Mm-hmm. But why Why did you choose that metaphor? Water. Well, that's something I can relate to. Yeah. Minnesota, lots of lakes. But what is it about that metaphor that connects to Trinity? Baptism. Baptism? Okay. <laughs> Tell me more about that. How does... So what did you say about water? It's... It can be three different... It can be liquid. Yes. It can be uh, steam. steam when it gets hot. Yeah, or a solid. And it can be like solid. Ice. And so that helps us understand how one thing that we call water can have three different forms. I get why it's heresy, though, now. Why? Because it can't be three different forms at the same time. Right. I see. So when we we talk about Trinity, we're talking about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all at the same time, one God, three persons. That's the traditional Orthodox definition. Mm -hmm. We believe there is one God who exists in three persons simultaneously, all interconnected. What else do you got? What is another way you can okay, explain it? Okay, how about this? Uh, so the Trinity is like the sun in the sky, which is a star, light, and heat. Let me stop you right there, <laughs> Pastor Brandon. <laughs> a, a, a sun in the sky, mm-hmm. which is 
three different things mm-hmm. all at the same time. Yeah. But that's what we call partialism, right? Is uh, that what that is? Um, What's the technical term well, for that to, heresy? Yeah, Arianism. Arianism, is right. This, this idea that that the father, you know, the sun, the sun in the sky creates light and heat, oh. or that um, oh. you know that the 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 Christ and the Holy Spirit are creations of the Father. Yeah, which we believe. Well, that's not actually true. Right. That that one didn't create the others. But There's, it says it says that Jesus is the only begotten Son of God, right? So yeah. it's easier to understand a time when there wasn't a Jesus. And God created Jesus. Mm. And like you said, that's Arianism. There was this really popular bishop back in the early days of the church named Arius. Mm -hmm. And everybody thought he was right. Yeah. But Athanasius, another guy, said, you're a nice guy, but you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I I found wrong ideas are usually more popular. They are because they're easier to understand. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, uh, let me try one more. So what if the whole, the Trinity... Is like a, a three-leaf clover. <laughs> oh, oh, Brandon. Oh, Pastor Brandon. <laughs> that's that's lovely. Thank but you. That's partialism. Ah, oh, nuts. Right, because the three-leaf clover, when each leaf is actually separate from the other, and mm-hmm. each is a part of it, mm-hmm. but they're not simultaneously the same thing. They're they're actually separate parts of the one thing. And so the Trinity isn't like a three-leaf clover because you can't, there isn't a place where there's a father and not the son, but in Ah. a three-leaf clover, you can have this is this leaf over here and this is this leaf over here. And they're actually separate from each other and they're just connected at the stem. Mm. That's not the orthodox understanding of Trinity because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit actually are one and the same thing and separate at the same time. Mm. And how in the world can that be? That's what I was just going to ask you, Pastor Steve. So um, you said, you know, it's impossible to explain the f- the infinite in in a finite way. So um, let's say I am a confirmation student, and mm-hmm. I say, Pastor Steve, what do I need to know about the Holy Trinity? Yeah. Well, here's here's the basic thing: is that most of the real true things about the universe are beyond our ability to explain. Like we, we still, the most, the smartest physicists in the world still actually can't explain gravity. They really can't. Mm. They have lots of theories about it, but their theories keep changing. Just talk, just look up Einstein. He had a, you know, he changed the whole theory of gravity and people are still wondering if he was right. And so, just because you can't explain something doesn't mean it isn't true. Hmm. So that being said, we believe that Scripture is a reliable source of understanding who God is. In Scripture, Jesus himself, and, and first and foremost, we're disciples of Jesus. That's what matters most. We believe Jesus reveals to us who God is and hmm. what it looks like to love God and love our neighbor. I get the simplest form. Just trust that. And follow Jesus' instructions, and the world will actually be a better place. Mm. And we will bring heaven to earth. If So it's that simple. And Jesus talked about God, who he called Father, Abba, Daddy, and the fact that he was going to send the Spirit. So Jesus talked about three persons who all he considered God, 
So if Jesus said that, who was also Jew- Jewish, who believed that there's only one God, so ah. we have this tension where we know there's only one true God, and Jesus himself talks about three persons. So we have to talk about how can there be three in one. And so here's what I tell confirmation students to take home. What matters most is the relationship mm. that Jesus had with God. Because I think that's the heart of the Trinity, is that we are, that God is relationships itself, the relationship between Father, Son, Holy Spirit, creator, redeemer, sustainer, and that because of this loving relationship, you, confirmation student, can know that you are loved. God loves you, you are worthy of love, and you are part of something bigger than yourself. Mm. You're part of this beautiful interconnected world that God brings into existence and invites you to participate with. That's the whole heart of Trinity and why I personally think it's so important. The loving relationships, all interconnected, that's the whole purpose and nature of the universe. Pretty Mm. awesome. That is pretty awesome. And I I think... You know, the, the language you used, Pastor Steve, creator, redeemer, sustainer, we would, <clears throat> most often we would attribute, you know, if we just go through the words of the Apostles' Creed, you know, the three different paragraphs, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We would attribute, you know, the cre- creating to the Father. We would attribute uh, redeeming to the Son. We would attribute a s- sustaining to the Holy Spirit. And yet they're, they're all one. So it, it's, I, I think... For me, it's really helpful to think about, like you said, the relationship, the gift of relationship, but also to remember that image from the beginning, that there is, God is always at work in our lives, in front of us, beside us, beneath us, carrying us. There, God is always creating, redeeming, and sustaining, 100% of the time, right here in our lives. Um, so whether, whether we understand how God is doing that or not, um, you know, that's that's probably a better question for Pastor Megan. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Always defer to the lead pastor. Yeah. Bingo, bango. Well, um, Easter people, I hope I hope that helps you um be more confused <laughs> about the Holy Trinity. Because I think there are so many um ways that we try to explain it and try to understand it. And and the reality is, uh, like you're saying, Pastor Steve, if it's a relationship it's probably just as confusing as most of the relationships we have in our lives. <laughs> and it's probably just as messy. Yeah. Um, and and yet, it's just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. at the center of those relationships is still deep, deep love mm-hmm. and care and concern for one another. Um, so that's, that's the love that, that God invites us into in, in the Godhead, in the three-in-one, and also invites us to share in the world. Um, so no pressure. Um, but we thank you so much. And again, you know, questions, uh, send them to Pastor Megan at Easter.org. And we thank you so much for t- tuning in to us here at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. May the road rise up to meet you. Sunshine.